Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So talk about um, what's the most important thing that, to look for in looking at a company or stock? I mean... And so I, anytime you analyze in a company, I look at it the same way, the same way Steph Curry shoot the same free throws. It's like building a repetition. Right. And it's like I always say start out with a holistic view. Right. Holistic view. Do I like the management team? Do I like how they are putting this company in the right path? But then I'm like, what's the opportunity set of this sector? Right. If we're talking about retail companies at the time, right, 2012 or even now, for that matter, we understand because at that time, not only was they losing out, but they had price match. So like you could literally go to J, um, you could go to JC Penny or Target or whatever, and you'd be like, "Yo, you pull up on your phone, your Walmart got this same TV for a hundred dollars less. They gotta match it, right? Price match started coming out at that. And so you're looking at holistic view, management team, opportunity set. Is this business is it cyclical? Is it declining or is it expanding? Right? So if we talk about you know electric vehicles, that business is growing, right? It's a big opportunity set, and we still haven't reached this full potential. Mm -hmm. So my holistic view is like, is this company? Or one, is this in a sector that's growing or declining? And then is this company, does they, how much market share do they have? And do they have the ability to get more? Or do they have the ability, or I'm sorry, or is it other companies that are actually uh, coming in and taking market share? So if you look at Apple versus uh, BlackBerry, back, I remember the ticker, I think BlackBerry was like RIM or something. Yeah. And if that's the case, you're looking like, man, RIM, they can't compete, right? At the one time, BlackBerry had, you know, they had a uh, uh, the type of software that you couldn't crack. So that was the thing all Wall Street people had, they Blackberries. But then Apple ended up getting the same thing. They took all their market share. So you're looking and saying, does this company have that moat 
I know, shout out Ian, he say moat a lot. All right with that. Do, does this have a moat? But also, you know, you're saying, is their business growing? Is their profitability growing? Is there more opportunity set, right? What are they saying in terms of future guidance? Are they able, is their business, you know, what's the margins on their products, right? You look at Apple. One thing they make a lot of money on is their accessories, right? Okay, phone is one thing, but then it's accessories. So I always take a holistic view. Also say who owns the stock, right? I go on Yahoo Finance and look at the holders, because it's important to know if people smarter than you who have a dedicated research team that are following this day in and day out. Like we don't have the ability to call the CFO of Apple, but you know, Berkshire does, Vanguard does, Fidelity does. So I always look to see who those top 10 holders are. That always gives me an understanding too, if people are smarter than us. Then you're looking at the charts, right? So I always start off fundamentals before I get into the technicals. Fundamentals is everything like, everything we was just talking about, but the technicals is, you know, where's the price trading so like fundamentals are saying why i should buy this company right once again opportunity set is growing technicals is like and Ian, shout out Ian. he always say like it's it's a you know you can buy the right company but just at the wrong time so the technicals is gonna say yo you know rsi is here you know it, it, it rsi is under 30 now might be a good time to buy it and i think um so i think anybody that's trying to say you know to develop their repeti repetition it's the same way. Like you shot free throws different than you would shoot free throws, right? You might dribble three times, spin the ball, but you know, like your end goal. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to picking a company, right? It's like, okay, opportunity set, holistic view. Is this company growing? Also, are they sales growing? Is there profitability? Are they able to maintain margins? Because a lot of businesses are getting pressured into margins, especially in that retail space, because for the most part, Amazon had no overhead where Toys R Us and JCPenney got none but overhead. You're looking at how much their rent is, right? And so I, I kind of look at it that way. So when, when you were, obviously when you started, you didn't even know, like when you got to Wharton, you said that you saw somebody day trading. Mm -hmm. Obviously you start working on Wall Street. How fast is the learning curve, right? Because if you you don't learn pretty quickly, you're going to get left behind in that space, I'm pretty sure. Boy. <laughs> Boy. So what was that like? Learning curve, crazy. Once again, at the time, I was trying to live life like TV, bro. I'm trying to get on the phone and talk to Vanguard. I don't like, I'm, cause I, but I needed to know that. And so what I would say the learning curve was very hard because you had to, it's almost like if you taking the SAT and you're doing the reading part, like if you, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they was like, yo, I teach kids how to do good on the ACT or SAT or whatever. He's like, yo, I'm gonna read the first and the last paragraphs and skim the middle, right? And I say that to say, like, when you talk about the learning curve, when you're looking at that earnings report, right? Just they 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 publish an earnings report, then they'll put out the 10Q and, and 10K annually, right? But the earnings report, it might be 10, 12 pages. You got to know what to look for quick as well. And so that was the biggest thing on a learning on a on a learning curve because it's like, what am I looking for? Mm. And then it's like, okay, what are the numbers that you know? Because this is a like the models are leaving. I look at it like a living, breathing organism because once you plug it in, it's gonna spit out something else that's saying these bonds is worth this, this stock is worth that, and so. Um, the learning curve was hard and you're sitting there right in bro. Wall Street is one of them things where it's a blessing to be on there, but it's, you know, it's, it's very subjective, right? Like only black person in there. You know what I mean? If I come around, you know, make a joke or something or smiling too much, shorty too cocky, he need to tone it down. So, you know, I, the, the biggest learning curve was culturally over the actual academia part of it. The academia, I felt as though coming from war and I can grasp anything, the biggest learning curve was learning how to act, right? Like I got pulled aside, um, I got pulled aside. And anybody that's working on Wall Street, bro, they understand what I'm talking about. It's a way you gotta carry yourself, and it's a way to dress, right? At one point they told me I was too flashy because I got a Ferragamo tie on, right? They telling me I got too much swag because 
I walk different. So when I'm, a person pulled me aside, bro, you got to walk like you in a hurry. I'm like, gee, what the hell does that mean, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, walk like you in a hurry. Walk with your head down. Keep acting like, because it's all perception, bro. Perception, reality. And, and when you come from a Ivy League as a black dude, they already think, you know, you kid think he cocky. And I was swagged out. I ain't going to hold you. But at the same time, they was hold, They was trying to hold me in the sense of like, he was too cocky, right? He, you know, he, and oh, he's not doing the grunt work. And so the biggest thing was the cultural part of being in a different, it's a fraternity, right? These guys all play lacrosse, country club, live in Connecticut. You feel me? Like Rose. Westchester and all that. Yeah, row. And there weren't no people playing basketball on them desks for the most part, right? It was lacrosse, row. You feel me? Field hockey, all that stuff. And it's a different culture, uh, different country club, right? They got their vests on, um, the, the vineyard vine vests and all that. The, you know what I mean? So that the, the academia part, it was hard at first, but you understand that because if you know how to study, you can get that. But the cultural thing was one that was very difficult. And I remember I was sitting at a dinner table with you not that long ago. And we was talking about, you know, a potential client. And this is how we coming, right? I'm raw right now. Either you like it or you don't. But when, you, when I was 22 at the time, it was one of them, like, I had to get down or lay down. or I had to really conform to that life. So why'd you leave? So I ended up, so when I left Morgan Stanley, I ended up getting a better job at a hedge fund uh, where I was able to move back to my hometown, Chicago. And the reason I left was, um, you know, I just wanted more, right? So at the same time, you know, I was making music, right? I make music. I'm, uh, I'm nice, right? I need you to have my vinyl back here. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, oh, God. I'm on kids. We need that. But um, so one thing, I'm going to work. I hear my music on the radio. Uh, so I'm already feeling it. But one thing about moving back to Chicago is, and I think y'all are, are the test, right, is when you going and you trying to do something, you got laser focus. You got your, your horse blinders on. And as a result, I really wasn't that in tune with the community as much as I could have. Right, working at Morgan Stanley, sure I did some community service, but like the people that I grew up with, I wasn't in tune with them. But me going back to Chicago, I really got to realize like, yo, when you look at the wealth gap and the information gap, it really boils down to the exposure gap. So what you exposed to, right? So being at Morgan Stanley, I'm walking by, I see a MD on the desk, right? A managing director on the desk, checking a retirement account, checking a 401k, yeah, two, three million in there, right? Most people that look like us don't even got 401ks or retirement plans in general, right? They hoping Social Security still, right? And so once I started understanding that and looking at other people, oh, I got an LLC for this. Oh, this is the type of accounts I have for my kids. I realized one of my one of my best friends at the crib, he like, bro, you ain't really my friend, bro, if you ain't teaching me how to get a bag. So that's what made me say, yo, I want to start making content. Um, so that's when I developed Maconomics, which, you know, very similar to what y'all do is making learning about finance cool making it more digestible so the average person can understand it because we take a full step back it's like you know they think this is a old white man's game historically it was but now this stuff been democratized right we got podcasts about it we got social media about it now it's apps that allow us to to buy stocks for free i remember when i when i got e-trade in 08 it cost me 13 dollars to buy and 13 dollars to sell mm. so if i'm putting 100 dollars to work i got over i got 13 percent and over in cost to buy that. So at that moment, I'm already lost. I need the stock to go over 13% for me to, you know what I mean, to yeah, make yeah. money. So at that moment, it's like, all right, but now democratization of everything, right? Like we, we swimming in knowledge, but we yearning for wisdom. And now it's like, how do we give everybody the right wisdom? And so one of the things I did was like, man, I want to start 
um, putting out content, right? Because I went by the moniker Wall Street rapper. I was talking to somebody. She's like, okay, what the hell does Wall Street mean? So it's like, let me bring Main Street. I mean, let me bring Wall Street to Main Street. And so one of the things I was able to do was while I was working, I was always had a hustles, right? Shout out my dog, Jay. We used to throw parties. We had the drill. Then I also opened up a restaurant and then I had the content and I had the music. So I'm like, bro, one of the things I said, if I can make a fraction of what I make while working on Wall Street, while only dedicating, call it four or five hours to the side hustles, then if I gave it 24 hours, then it's over with. And so I was able to leave while having other investments, right? Still trading and develop economics. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.